Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Listen, Learn and Burn podcast, hosted by Phil Williams and Jen Kay, co-owners of Lift, Learn and Burn, the online coaching service created to transform the body and minds of females. Getting out and getting steps in can sometimes feel like you're walking for the sake of walking, which is why we're on a mission to make your walks a little bit more fun. So get off the couch, throw your headphones in and get those feet moving. Oh, and if you're in England, it's probably best you take a coat because it's more than likely chucking it down. Every week, we'll be going in-depth into a specific topic related to female weight loss. We know how overwhelming and overcomplicated weight loss can be, so we make sure to cut out all the big fancy words and bring you the information that you need to know. And if you're not sure how to start your journey, then head over to our website now to get your hands on our free fat loss guide. Why, hello! <laughs> hello. How are you? I'm alright, thanks. Wait, are you asking me or then? You, always. We've had this discussion... <laughs> Probably, what are we on? Episode 49. I reckon we've had it 43 times. Right. They can't respond. Yeah, I know, but you can still like ask them, like, uh, what's it called? Rhetorical question. Yeah, that's all. Instead of that, what I'll say is, I hope you're all doing absolutely incredible. Yeah, I hope you are. Mm, and you. You haven't asked me how I am yet. How are you? Oh, terrible, Jim. No, you're not. No, I'm not. I'm in a really good mood this morning. Well, that's good. I've just noticed the walls peeling behind you. Oh, yeah? That's devastating. I you mean, see, what's happened is we're back in the office this week, aren't back we? Back in the office. Recording back in the office because who knew we had an office? Do you remember mm. when we had an office that time? No. No, I didn't. No, it's fantastic. I mean, the, the annoying thing is as well, it took me a very long time to lay this floor and paint this wall and do all these things. And then what did it do? What happened? What did it do? It, do? it, became, do? it became a storage room. It did become a storage room. Mm. In fact, looking around, it still does. Storage. It's not far off, there's boxes absolutely everywhere. But We've we... got the beautiful rug from downstairs behind our head as well because I don't trust Reggie with it. I think he's going to chew it. I think we should just, honestly, I think he's going to chew it even if we put it down when he's like no, seven years old. I think we should give it a go. I wanted this rug for like five years. But you've it's not got it at the moment. Rug. You've not got it. Yeah, no, I'm it's aware. It's a headrest at the minute. <laughs> it's not a very comfortable one either. No, it's not. Because <laughs> it's on the underside of the rug. Either way, I think we should put it downstairs. I just think we should give Reggie... The opportunity. The, the chance he deserves. He's tried so hard. Mm. I think he'd enjoy lying on it. I he just would. don't trust him not to chew it. What we need to do is give him... Or cover the rug in chews. And then he just chews other things. He'll, mm. he'll choose something else to chew. Hey. Nice little pun. Could you mute to your laptop, please, Jen? Sorry. Oh! oh. That was a big old squeak. It was. We need to get some oil on this uh, sofa bed. <laughs> get the WD-40 out. Just so you know, we're on the sofa version of the sofa bed. We're not just laying down doing this. Uh, <laughs> I feel like when I said sofa bed, then it just gave the image that we just lay here, just doing a, a podcast. We're not. We're, we're not. sat. We're sat down. We are. Um, and this week, we are talking about the secret hack to being consistent. The secret hack. We're going to run through a few different things and then towards the end, to keep you on your toes. Oh. We're going to give you that. That secret hack. Drop to... the drop the um, knowledge bomb. Right at the end. No, right not right at the end. end. Just I mean, there's there's a couple of other different sections, isn't there, that we need to run <laughs> the through. The ever expanding sections yeah. of the end of the podcast. Yeah, and I've just realised we might not actually be able to do the sections because I can't remember where I've put my phone. It's up there. I'll it's go and get it later. There. I'll get it later when we need to do the uh, learn it or burn it right, and, okay. um, on the spot. But before then. Secret hack, being consistent. Mm -hmm. I think consistency is one of the things that I probably hear people talking about the most in Mm -hmm. terms of like, I just can't get consistent. Mm -hmm. And it is, it's difficult being consistent. I think it's the most difficult thing. Like adherence Mm -hmm. and consistency are very similar, aren't they? But they're the most difficult things to 
to do ultimately if we put it really bluntly like it really is it's the most yeah. difficult thing to do and i think that there's potentially a kind of a vicious cycle that starts the kind of lack of consistency it might well very often where we see it is maybe you kind of start you might resonate with this you start your week well everything's going to place and then something goes wrong and then we come on to this idea of like that then means we fall off track you start to beat yourself up speak to yourself negatively that then spirals your week then falls apart and then by monday you're starting again mm-hmm. and it's that kind of weekly cycle it may even be longer than a week it might, maybe you find yourself doing this in like monthly cycles or whatever it may be and i think it's just this idea that at some point we fall off track and feel like we need to start again from scratch i think that that's probably the the cycle that we get stuck in no matter how long it takes us to be within that cycle if that makes sense 100% and it's difficult because I know that you know the listeners to this podcast have tried so many different diets Mm -hmm. and because of that it can be incredibly difficult to actually continue to believe in yourself because you've tried like 10 15 20 different approaches to whatever it is that you're trying to achieve whatever it is that your goal is and because every single time you've been unable to stay consistent with it you see yourself as the one fixed thing that's within all those diets. So it can't be can't be the diet's fault. It's got to be me. It works for other people. I think yeah. that, that kind of self-blame, I think this is something we've not actually touched on, mm-hmm. but I think it's really important to understand that it's not your fault. I no. think one of the biggest things that means people can't get consistent is because they're trying to follow a program that doesn't necessarily fit into their lifestyle because it's a one-size-fits-all type model. Mm-hmm. I think everyone's individual and I think that's what we pride ourselves on at Little and Burn is that every single person although we're working towards a similar end goal is all going at it in a slightly different way because they're all individual and they all need their own pathway to that and I think that's where a lot of people go in this self-blame like it's my fault it works for other people kind of negative self-talk around the lack of consistency and put that blame on themselves when it's actually the diet. It's the diet. It's the diet's fault, isn't it? I don't know about you, but I get this uh, little selfish buzz of excitement every single time a client says the words, I just can't believe how individual these processes. I do. Like, <laughs> you I'll actually be said it yesterday, honest. didn't you? Yeah. When it, somebody put it in their, um, I'll not say a name just in case she doesn't want me to, but somebody put it in the six week update and I, just, I got this little buzz of like jittery excitement. And I was like, like, what we're doing is, what we want to be doing, giving yeah. everybody an individual process. And I, I think that's one of the big things that underpins everything we do at LLMB. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I think, you know, it, again, kind of we're trying not to just plug LLMB, but another big thing is that I think the actual word in our definition of consistency has been lost, hasn't it? Yeah, I think a lot of people mis- misconstrue consistency for perfection. 100%. It's massively been... I think social media... I think I say the phrase, social media has a lot to answer for every single day. Mm-hmm. I say it every week on the podcast, I'm sure I do. But it's massively misrepresented what consistency actually is, what it actually means. And I think it's important we run through what it means on this podcast so that you can gain an understanding of actually... You might have actually been consistent in the past and not actually realised because I think when we're... When, we're, when we've got a goal, it, our go-to usually for a lot of people is to follow a similar theme on social media. So you follow a kind of similar amount of people, maybe specific types of accounts. And so thrust in front of you 
is all these people doing all these different things. So you'll, you know, you'll be scrolling, you'll see someone's morning routine and you're like, oh, they're smashing it. And then you'll carry on scrolling. Someone's just put on the story that they've just hit 10,000 steps since like eight in the morning. You're like, oh, they're smashing it. Then you keep going and someone else is training in the gym. You're like, oh my God, everybody's killing it. But you've, what you've just seen is a snapshot of three different mm. people's days. You've seen someone who's had a really good morning routine who might not do 10,000 steps and might not exercise that day. You've seen someone who's done 10,000 steps who might have had terrible starts that day and has no plans to exercise whatsoever. And you might see someone else who's exercising but had a, has had an awful, like they, they don't have routine and they haven't done any steps, but we almost piece together everybody's day and put it as one person and say everybody's killing it. When in reality, it just isn't true. And the fact of the matter is that, and Jen's just said it perfectly, consistency does not mean perfection it never means perfection but because when we go into a process thinking right i need to be perfect i need to do ten thousand steps every single day i need to make sure i do some form of exercise every single day i need to make sure that when i wake up i feel really really good when i'm going to bed i feel really really rested i need to make sure i'm nailing my calorie target and my calories have to come from x y and z and my fats and carbs and proteins need to all align and fit within this graph i need to do all these great things and then the second that there's any kind of friction And that might be we wake up and we feel a bit tired or we look at our Fitbit and we've not quite done as many steps as we thought we might do. Straight away, we start thinking something's wrong here. I've failed. I've done something wrong. This this isn't good enough. You know, there's friction. Uh, We probably don't think the phrase there's friction, but we're we're thinking that there's something not going right. I'm I'm not basically doing the the things that I need and have to do and should do. And it's these phrases, isn't it, that we always talk about. I should do, have to, must do. We're not doing them and therefore... Uh, something's wrong Mm. something's definitely wrong Uh, something's not right here and it goes back to that idea i think is that strive for perfection Mm -hmm. like that if it if it's not how you imagined it to be then it's somehow wrong Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people aim for 100 percent. so when we hit 99.9 percent, we feel like a failure and give up (laughs) and i think it's a lot to do with managing our expectations when it comes to consistency mm-hmm. and i think it talks about this in atomic habits doesn't it yeah um, about when you're kind of tracking habits and building new habits it's better to aim for a more realistic goal of 70 to 80 percent and that is enough to get you to where you want to be because one of the big phrases that we use at live learn and burn is we're human not robots like if we're expecting ourselves to be achieving things at a rate of 100%, we're setting ourselves up for failure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Whereas if we can actually manage our expectations to something that's more realistic, because we're not robots, like, we like we can't expect ourselves to achieve things at a rate of 100%. Like, it's just not feasible. Um, whereas if we can aim for 80% of the time, it gives us that leeway to just have a day where things don't go quite right, mm-hmm. and that, that'd be really okay. Um, and if we... we give ourselves that leeway and that permission it means that when we have a day where things don't go right we don't then beat ourselves up about it because we know that over the long term we're being consistent because we're ticking it off most of the days and that's what's most important um and i think if there's one thing you take it's remembering that it's that you don't have to be 100% to be consistent that's not what consistency is about it's not about perfection it's about ticking it off the majority of the time and I think as well it comes back to that idea of this is more a mental journey than a physical one because a lot of the time when you don't quite hit 100% it's not the fact that you've not hit 100% that stops you achieving what you want to achieve it's the 
mental and emotional response that you have to not hitting 100%. So when you don't do something and you feel like a failure, that's probably what it is that knocks you off track. It's not the fact that you've not done something, it's the fact that you feel bad and feel like a failure for not doing something. Which is why, as Jen said, when you give yourself that little bit of freedom and flexibility to wake up a little bit tired and do a little bit less movement today, you don't feel like a failure. Mm. You've achieved what you set out to achieve because, as Jen perfectly said, we are humans. Human beings have days where stuff gets a bit tough. But if you follow certain people on social media, you'll believe that everybody's absolutely smashing it. Yeah, and genuinely, if there's someone who popped into your mind, then for me, there was when I was first starting kind of absorbing myself in the fitness world there was a few people instantly popped into my mind when phil said that before of like i remember watching those stories and just being like how do they do this all the time like and one of the things that i said when we started lifting and burn was i am going to be open and honest about the days where it doesn't go to plan Mm -hmm. because (laughs) this is not real life like these people don't the i know that they don't lead a life that is like as perfect as they portray absolutely and i think it's really difficult to detach from that and and not see that that there might even be kind of maybe you're following some i don't know health accounts or like weight loss accounts specifically and you know that all they do is post about when they're doing really well and then suddenly they disappear for ages and appear a month later and they're um, doing well again. And they're doing well again. They're the type of people you want to unfollow. It's funny, you know, because <laughs> I was thinking that this morning. A little, when I'm, I've re- in fact, we're reading a little, or you've just finished the book, haven't you? But mm. thinking about like our thoughts and like how we perceive our own thoughts and stuff. But uh, what the book has taught me so far is that when I'm kind of like on my own and I'm doing stuff, I tend to think loads. And I've noticed it happening more and more often. I was thinking this morning when um, I was taking, you'd asked me to put a wash in, hadn't you? Mm. So I filled like this little basket up and I was taking it downstairs and then I, I chucked that in the wash and then I did the washing up. And like ultimately I could have taken a photo of that or a video and that looks like I'm smashing it because by nine o'clock, no, by eight o'clock this morning, I'd put a wash on mm-hmm. and I'd done the washing up. However, <laughs> if we go a bit deeper into that, the washing up should have been done last night and wasn't. So it's from tea last night. I don't care how disgusting you think that is. I'm a real life human. Um, <laughs> that washing up should have been done last night and wasn't. And if you turn around in the bedroom and look at the size of the washing pile, you would not be impressed with the fact that I'm putting a wash on. Because I reckon I've just washed about 3% of what needs washing. Because that washing basket, it's more than overflowing. There's another pile next to it because there's no room for any more overflow. Alright. Tremendous, isn't well, it? Let's not call us out too much. Well, there's I'm authentic. There's as much on the top of the washing basket as there is in it. It's bad, isn't it? And the pile on the side. Do you know what, though? I think we it's... We did all, go it's... on holiday, like, a couple of times in a row, though, and I think created a lot of washing as a result of that, and it was just not caught up in yeah. defence. I just want you to know, if you've got loads of washing to do, yeah. it's over with. Please, someone tell me you've got loads of washing to do, it's not just us. And does anybody else wash the tea the day after it? Because I just, honestly, oh. life is difficult. I, do you life know what we need tough. to find room for a dryer in this house? Because that is our main problem. Or, if, if anybody has any hacks for drying clothes, then please. Hmm. We did all get a heated maiden and that didn't work very well, did it? Or if anybody knows a butler that likes working for free. <laughs> or cups of tea, we're good at them. Because everything's dead hard. Oh, However. I hate being an adult. I don't, I love it, it's just dead hard. <laughs> It's just a dad. Anyway, consistency. Yeah. Let's bring us back. I think it's really important we run through what that secret hack mm-hmm. is because I think we've given you, you've probably resonated with everything we've said in regards to trying to be perfect, in regards to falling off track by Wednesday or maybe even by Monday afternoon. And I think what we now need to do is look at how can we ensure that doesn't happen again? 
and hopefully you can bear with me when I explain this, but the secret hack is to simply treat life like a 2P machine. So if you've ever been to like arcades or you've been to like the seaside and they have them like arcades by the side, they have those machines where you put a 2P in and then it's got like a moving floor, hasn't it? I don't like feel like you need floors. to describe a 2p machine. Does everybody know what a 2p if machine is? If you don't know what a 2p machine is, then you've never lived. And Do you if know you, what? I, I bet they're going out of fashion because I've not seen a 2p in years. I've been in an arcade in years. No, but I mean, what I'm trying oh, to get at is we don't use coins. Yeah, but they have the machines where you put your thing in and then you get your 2ps. I hope they take contactless because I've not seen cash in years. <laughs> I wonder if they're going out of fashion If sometime. you don't know what a 2p machine is, then where have you, you lived under a rock and also immediately go and find one tell you what though things are expensive these days i bet it's like a one pound machine now instead of a 2p <laughs> machine but the the goal of of consistency is to treat life like a 2p tipping point yeah tipping point that but with 2ps instead of um discs, discs. yeah <laughs> and the reason that we need to do that is because i want you to imagine you're playing a 2p machine right now you go up to the 2p machine you put 2p and nothing really happens you put another 2p and nothing really happens you do it four or five times you know, like, well, I'm getting absolutely nowhere and nothing's happening. Then all of a sudden you put one in and things start like just kind of leaning over your edge. You're like, oh my God, I'm getting somewhere. This is, I might win a 2P. So you put another way on it, another one in, nothing happens. You put another one in, you put, like, and you're like, ah, oh, what's, go, what's going on? Like, I'm putting all these 2Ps in and nothing's happening and I'm so close and I'm nearly there. If you stop at that point, you will definitely still not win. But if you just keep going, you keep putting those 2Ps in, eventually they'll tip over the edge and you'll win and those two Ps will fly into the bottom. And if you keep going eventually, you'll win one of the little prizes that you put on top of the two Ps. Now, the reason this is true to life is because if you want your life to change, if you want big things to happen, you have to do the little things. The basics are what matter. And it's incredibly easy to get bored with those basics. Because I, th- I think people try and make the basics somehow fancy and exciting. Yeah, and it's not its not a thing that doesn't no. exist. And again, it comes back to social media and society trying to sort of give us this really sort of like incredible image with like flashing lights around it about how you can live this really like exciting life. And you can, but the only way that you live that exciting life is by doing those basic things. So for example... Waking up in the morning, you're probably going to feel tired. That doesn't mean you've done something wrong. Going to the gym, there's going to be days where you can't really be bothered going. I have them, Jen has them. That doesn't mean you've done anything wrong. In regards to things like steps, there's going to be times where you double check and go, I've not moved as much. It's actually quite beneficial to go, actually, I need to get myself out because quite often in those moments are when you need it the most. I said that to someone yesterday, literally. And it's so true. It's so, so true. But the, the, the thing we want you to take from this is not only to treat life like a 2P machine, but to know that... Not every single day, not every single week, not every single moment, not every single task or activity or thing that you do is going to feel fun and exciting. It's going to, there's going to be friction. And if you're able to approach it with the fact that you don't have to do absolutely everything, but when you do it, it might not feel absolutely incredibly and life-changing at the time, Mm -hmm. what happens is you become more accepting of that. So when you go and do it and go, well, actually, I'm not supposed to feel like this is the biggest thing I've ever done. It's easier to then go and do it. And I often have this conversation with myself in my head. And I know we was listening to a podcast on it, well, yesterday and today, because it was a long podcast, but we was listening to this idea of, it's not as simple as just, well, if I do it, and I do it for long enough, it'll eventually become a habit or it'll become easier or I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll smash it. And it was Mel Robbins, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, if, you, if you've not listened to it, listen to the High Performance Podcast with Jake Humphreys with Mel Robbins on it, it, just even like the first 
first five minutes five minutes is incredible just, I just took so much from it yeah it's huge and it, it's the perfect example of what actually how to achieve things how to be consistent is isn't it yeah and I think don't get us wrong like the basics don't always have to be boring you can find ways to make the basics a bit more exciting but it's about not getting bored of them and I think sometimes it's understanding which bit of it is the actual basic bit so like training in a gym isn't the basic bit it's getting up off the couch and walking to the gym that's the basics that's Mm -hmm. the hard bit getting up off the couch and I think if you can reinforce that getting up off the couch and walking to the gym or driving to the gym is going to be pretty hard and there's going to be friction that's fine if you get to the gym you hate that as well that's when we probably need to work out right what what's not quite going right here you know if you absolutely hate every workout you ever do you probably need to you know not necessarily stop going to the gym but maybe find a form of exercise Mm -hmm. that you actually enjoy doing and another one for me is uh, meal planning. Yeah. I'm. That's a basic for us. That's a, a basic fundamental anchor point in our week, like to make sure that we eat the food that we want to eat. It's planning the meal and going in the food shop. Hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. Never going to like it. But it's about making those hard decisions for an easy life. If, if we took the easy route and didn't do that and didn't plan our food and just kind of bought on the go... That will make our life a lot harder. So much harder, yeah. And I think that's what it's about. It's about making those hard decisions for that easy life. And it's it's so easy to get bored of that. And it would be so easy for every week me to go, I hate this so much, I'm not doing it. Mm. It would be so easy for me to do that. You do, and I say, come on, we're doing it. I know. But that's what it's about. Like The most successful people are the people who power through... They don't get bored of the basics. I mean, I suppose that not getting bored of the basics is the wrong way. It's just basically doing the basics. Doing what you said you were going to do, basically, mm. even when you don't feel like doing it. I think that is the big thing. But ensuring that what you said you was going to do isn't perfection. It's yeah. not doing absolutely everything. And I yeah. think if you can set yourself up to succeed by saying, right, what I'm going to do this week is about, I'm going to aim for 70 to 80% of an overall, you know, what a perfect week would look like. I'm going to aim for 70 to 80% of that. If you can do that, you make progress, you'll succeed. I always used to say this in teaching, like, the kids always used to strive for a page full of ticks. If they came to me, I'd be like, oh, that's that's not great, is it? And they'd be like, what do you mean, miss? Like, I've got a page full of ticks. I'll be like, mm, clearly not working you hard enough. Mm. Like, I don't, I don't want to see a page full of ticks. Like, clearly that was too easy for you. And that, like, there's no room for improvement when you've got a page full of ticks. And if we want to be constantly working and pushing ourselves and growing, we don't want a page full of ticks. No, and that can be difficult to do, especially when you're on a journey where you want to succeed. But it often comes back to the idea of focusing on the process, doesn't it? Like, yeah. you want to be growing, learning, changing, progressing. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't happen when you have a page full of ticks. Yeah. So... Do what I said you're going to do, but make sure that's within 70 to 80%, even when you don't feel like doing it. Make those hard decisions for that easy life. Stop making these easy decisions and giving yourself a hard life. And treat life like a 2p machine. Yeah. Simple as that. I love 2p machines. Do you? Love them. Waste of money if you ask me. Never gambled, never smoked because of the way I react to a 2p machine. What? I feel like if I tried gambling or smoking, 
I'd just be addicted. I mean, the... I get real intense addiction to a two p machine. So well, I think that's my that's my cap. It's for another episode, <laughs> but addiction is we know addiction isn't through doing something; it's through a lack of something else, isn't it? Yeah. So maybe if there was a ten p machine next to it, you wouldn't be bothered about the two p machine. You're just lacking a ten p <laughs> machine. Anyway, I need to go up there and get my phone, don't I? Because the on the spot question is on the right. From Kira this week. Is it? Mm. I'm excited. Ah, yeah. Yeah. It's a good one as well. Okay. Um, let's have a look. I mean, they're all good ones, aren't they? But let's see which account she's... Oh, LNB. So, uh, if you don't follow Kira, the LNB accountability coach, go give yeah. her a follow. At Kira underscore LLB. Yes. So, she's got an on-the-spot question. Um, her and Matt were discussing it, and so she wanted oh, to... Oh, excellent. I love this. Pass it on to you. They're actually doing her uh, mastermind this week, aren't they? This evening? This evening, yeah. Tonight. Well, technically, when this goes out, they did it last week. Yeah. We've already done it. We're in the future, aren't we? Yeah, we, we, we're getting the other halves involved because we know that's such an important one. If you've not listened to the podcast about your environment impacting you, then you'll understand why it's an important one. 100%. Do you know what I've just realised as well? Quite often in this podcast, we talk about like, oh, we're in the future. Like, this has already happened. Yeah. We also quite often start the podcast talking about words and we didn't do it this week. We didn't. Go on. Yes. I thought bring it up. So... Kira said, got an on-the-spot question for you, because yeah. me and Matt were discussing it last night. Well, technically, it's for you to ask Jen in the podcast. <laughs> Fantastic. So, Jen. Yes. If you were a celebrity... Yes. Which I think you are. You're a celebrity in my world, Jen. Thanks. If you were a celebrity, what reality show slash game show <gasps> would you definitely say yes to going on? Love that question. Brilliant. Wouldn't it? be I'm a celebrity, that's for certain. Do you know what it would be? I like um, how you've told us what it wouldn't be first. That's brilliant. <laughs> I just don't want. I just don't want to eat all that stuff. Just don't. No. A lot of fun activities I would do. I'd go on Amsterdam. Um. No. Do you know what mine would be? Strictly come dancing. Oh, great answer! But you're not going on because I know what happens when those celebrities go and slip. (laughs) No, you're not going on. You're not allowed. Not chance. No, my top tier answer doesn't actually exist anymore. I always said it. I wanted to become a Z-list celebrity so I could go on Dancing on Ice. (laughs) Is that not a thing anymore? I don't think so. They did bring it back. I don't know if it flopped again, though. I've never watched that. Oh, I used to be obsessed with Dancing on Ice. I remember a very specific moment when Chris Washington, who played, I can't even remember his name, in Hollyoaks. No, it wasn't called Chris Washington, was it? Chris Fountain. (laughs) Chris Washington's like... Oh, brilliant, yeah. (laughs) Awkward. (laughs) Basically, I went on a, di- a date with a guy called Chris Washington, who is now a comedian, and I saw him on an advert on TV the other day. Brilliant. <laughs> and it was a really weird experience for me. Anyway, Chris... Sorry. <laughs> Chris... It's not often you get advertised someone's ex on it TV. It wasn't an ex. I went on two dates with him when I was 16. Oh, right. I'm not bothered, then. <laughs> I need to... I, I got an idea, didn't I? I was like, comedian. Is he funnier than me? <laughs> yeah, Better not be. I, and then you lied to me and said I was funnier, which was very kind you of you. You were funnier. Thank you. Um, it's called your celebrity. Tell me I'm funny. So Chris Fountain mm. is his name. Not he was ex. on Hollyoaks. Mm. He's not my ex. He did a really, really good little routine on the ice to um, Justin Timberlake's Crimea River. Oh, what song? And he did like a brilliant. spin at the end that I've watched a thousand times on YouTube since because oh. I love it so much. Can you ice skate? Uh, I'm all right at it, yeah. It's weird that cause you're not great at walking on a normal floor that isn't slippy. You trip over a lot, don't yeah, you? I've got friction on my <laughs> with the skates. Have you? Yeah, we worked. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that would if that still existed, it'd probably be that. But, but if not, 
dancing, uh, Strictly Come Dancing. Mm. Yeah, it'd be that one. I'd go on Celebrity Catchphrase. <laughs> it's a love catchphrase. Don't it, That's it? not a reality programme. It says Game Show. Game Show? Yeah, it's a Game oh, Show, isn't it? Oh, right, okay. Uh, yeah. It wasn't even for me anyway, so it don't matter what I, I can say what Question, I want. Question, would you go on Big Brother? Celebrity Big Brother? Yeah. Um, so, hmm. Yeah, why not? This is a great question. I think, I, I, do you know what? I think if I was a celebrity, I'd be pretty open to going on stuff because, especially in the world we live in right now, it's Good so easy to fall out of line. Like, like, I reckon, and I could be wrong, but I reckon like 20 years ago, there was like, what, like a thousand celebrities. Now in 2021, there's like a thousand celebrities in every town. Like, everyone's a celebrity. Ah. Do you know what? I'd love to go on. What? Uh, celebrity Chaser. Chase. Oh, that'd be good. I'm Chase. not very. I, I'm not very good at it though. So I and you'd be under pressure. So you'd be even worse. Yeah. You but they make the questions easier on the celebrity one. The, do they? Oh, it's yeah. for charity, isn't it? So they have to. Yeah. That's a um, good one though. I think honestly, I'd want to go on them all. Do you know? I used to love blankety blank. Oh, that's. Mm. I used to love it. I can't remember how it worked. I remember it. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember how it. What about uh, what was the other one with the big wheel that you wheel of fortune? I remember, don't remember that? that one. They had like a big board with letters on it. I remember it, but I don't remember it if you know what I mean. Yeah, like a letter P and then a ping, 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 ping. All the P's would pop up. I would it. not go on the celebrity pointless. No, that'd be pointless, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get that program. Pointless is genuinely one of. Do you know what I've always thought about this? I sort of like rank. I'm, I'm a bit weird like this. I rank all the game shows writing like difficulty. Only mentally, I don't write it down, I'm not that weird. But like, I rank how difficult they all are. And then I look at what you win. And pointless is one of those shows that is so hard, but what you actually win just isn't worth the effort. No, I used to I think know. this about, um, what did Anne Robinson do? Weakest Link. Right, Weakest Link. You go through about 18 different rounds. There's like a final. <laughs> it's so difficult. You win like 800 quid at the end or something stupid. <laughs> something like The Chase. You answer five questions. You can win about 100 grand. Yeah. It's honestly some game show. Oh, do you remember that one we watched? How bad was that? Um some people's going to message <laughs> The Michael McIntyre one. The spinny one. Yeah, love Michael McIntyre as well. But this is my thing, right? If you're going to do a game show with questions, I want a question a second me. Yeah. That's why I like I agree the chase that. when it's the chase. Then it's just loads of questions. Mm. If you're going to give me one question every 10 minutes, I'm bored. I'm switching yeah. off. It's like going to a comedian, but then you tell you like two jokes in an hour. You wouldn't go back, would you? No. I want questions and jokes. And I like Michael McIntyre. I can't stop thinking about being on Strictly Come Dancing now. It's not going to happen though, because I won't um, let you. I want to go. Yeah, but I don't want you to leave me for, an, for another dancer. And I've seen those dancers. I would leave me for one of those dancers. I've we seen the way they this, move those hips. We went through this on Saturday, though. I said there's, there's none that I like. Are you sure? Apart from the few new ones. Because you nearly fell off the couch when you saw one of them. No, I changed my mind, though, in you the did, end. You did, didn't you? You said he wasn't. I said he looked a bit like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but then when I saw him again, I was like, actually, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. But I, I honestly, I, I would genuinely leave me for some of the, the... The one that looks a bit like a pirate. I quite like him. Oh, with the longest shirt? Yeah, he's new as well. Good eyes, aren't he? Mm. Mm. You said eyes. that because he, he said your eyes look like his. Yeah. <laughs> good eyes like me. He's got good eyes. He's got eyes like me as well. Yeah. All right, so that's my answer. That I was think, a really good one. I think that might be my favourite question that we've ever had. That was good on that, wasn't it? I like yeah. That. We had a good discussion on that. We're about an hour and a half. Sorry to everyone else who sent questions. <laughs> yeah. Send some more in though. Yes, please. Anyway, me this it week. is Jen's turn to put me on the spot next week, isn't it? Yeah, so, so send me a question on Instagram. At Jen K LLB. Yes. Make sure you get the across. Right, learn it or burn it. Yeah. Uh, I found this one. And it's a joke that I found and thought I need to say that to Jen because I know that this is your kind of joke. Right, okay, go It's absolutely terrible. And even I did a little <laughs> chuckle when I read it. You ready? Okay. Why can't 
ants get COVID? I don't know. Because they've already got antibodies. <laughs> it's a shocker, that, isn't it? It's brilliant. <laughs> oh, honestly, I read it and thought saving that. That's for the podcast, that one is. So bad, isn't it? Yeah. I absolutely love it. That's your level of joke, isn't it? Yeah, it is actually. Yeah. No like, no insults. <laughs> Nobody's getting hurt in the process of this. I've got another ant joke as well, but I'm not going to tell two in one week. Tell me one. Do you want another ant joke? Yeah. Two jokes in one week? Yeah, go on, tell me. How can you tell the difference between a male and a female ant? I don't know. Put them in water. Why? If it sinks, yeah. it's a girl ant. Right. But if it floats, it's boy ant. <laughs> <laughs> Why have I got two ant jokes? <laughs> Do you like that one as well? That's a good one, isn't it? Oh. And that was better. I thought you. I was thinking you were going to somehow bring adamant into it. No, <laughs> no adamant this week. I'll try and find an adamant joke for you next week if you want. Are you learning two jokes this week? Yeah, I like both of them. them. Absolutely. I think I like the second one more actually. Do you know what's funny? What? I told you that second one like five times. <laughs> yeah, five times. But I knew you wouldn't remember it, so I just went again with it. I mean, I, it's brilliant, honestly. And this, this is why it's right, easy to live with me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. Right, I'm going to stop here because me and Phil are off to fall out. Yeah, we're going to have a big <laughs> argument. See Jen on Strictly next year. Have. <laughs> An incredible week. Thank you very much as always for tuning in. Make sure to like, rate, subscribe, send, bang it on your story, tell everybody about us. We massively appreciate it when you oh, do I it. I love you. Send Jen some on-the-spot questions. Please. Send me some jokes. Make sure they're about ants. And we will see you next week. Catch you on the flip side. See you later. Bye.